Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, man. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. Um, it's Don V757. Follow me on Twitter at Don V757 underscore Follow me on Instagram at DonV757 underscore. So big, this is uh this is the National Signing Day recap. And uh in in typical Virginia Tech fashion, we can never just have a day, right? Where everything's cool. Nah man, everything has to be a shit storm. Everything has to be a shit show. Uh, it seemed like every there is no dull off season with with this regime. There is no normal off season. Everything is man. The shit fly. The bullets fly. People ducking. People ducking under tables. People ducking behind chairs. People grabbing onto their loved ones. Cause Virginia Tech Twitter is a minefield, and you gotta a hey, you gotta be fully equipped, man. You got to be fully equipped for this shit that's coming. We're going to address Justin Fuente's comments. Um, Yeah, it's going to be one of those. We're going to address the comments and um, we're going to get into all that goofy shit. But before we get into all the goofy shit, the reason why Justin Fuente had a microphone in front of his face is because it was National Signing Day yesterday. Uh, February the 5th. Yes. Yesterday was February the 5th. National Saturday. Today is Thursday. I'm recording this. Virginia Tech signed the 71st recruiting class in the nation. 71st. The only Power 5 school that recruited worse than Virginia Tech was Illinois. Virginia Tech was the teams in front of Virginia Tech, immediately in front of Virginia Tech, it was teams like Tulane, Toledo, uh, East Carolina, just apt, just piss poor recruiting. And I know somebody's going to say, but there was limited scholarships. Listen, unless Virginia Tech has is under, is under uh, sanctions, and we were just recently given the death penalty. Virginia Tech should never be out recruited by Tulane, East Carolina, Toledo, schools like that. It's pitiful and pathetic. I ain't no other way to spend the shit. It's bad. This shit is sad. It's a shame, man, to see him. That. We have a, a recruiting class that poor. And people will say, well, last year we had the 26th ranked class. When, yes, we did. Facts. We had the 26th ranked recruiting class. 
but it's because we signed 187 kids. If you're going to sign, like, I'm not the person that gets caught up in your recruiting ranking, right? Like that number. If I, if I see that we got difference makers and playmakers, it's a good class. If I see kids that can contribute immediately, it's a good class. When I see us building depth for the future, it's a good class. So last year's class, it was good for different reasons. The number 26 didn't really mean much to me because we signed 5,900 kids. So, yeah. Yeah, numbers, it it was a, a highly ranked class. But if you want to compare it to the, you know, elite classes, no, it wasn't an elite class. It was just a class with a lot of people in it. We recruited on the same track this year as far as like the average the recruiting average it was the same average the difference is instead of being able to sign 30 we can only sign 15 so that's why we at where we at with the recruiting i see maybe as far as uh people that can contribute in 2020 maybe alec bryant uh Maybe Alec Bryant, maybe uh maybe the kid, maybe the kid um Tyree Saunders from Florida. Though maybe those are like the only kids, true freshmen, that probably can contribute on this team. Everybody else is probably red shirt. I'ma keep it all the way a band. Um the transfers, cause I guess they count too now. Uh Raheem Blackshear and Khalil and Khalil Herbert. I don't even know if uh Blackshear can play. They say he's enrolled, but um, they don't know if he can play or not. He has to get a waiver to be able to play. And Herbert is a grad transfer, so he can play right now if he wants to. But um, I don't know. I just think this is a team that needs, like, immediate impact players. With with the uh, attrition, we are suffering to the transfer portal. We lost four five wide receivers or something like that in the last two weeks. So we need people that's, that can step in and and make plays instantly, immediately. And if Blackshear can play, he'll be somebody that could, you know, step in, play in the slot, play running back, do, do probably be the jet sweep man, be one of the jet sweep men and, and, corn, and Cornelson's offense. It's, it's it's depressing, man. It's it's depressing because I just y'all know how I feel about Fuente. It's just depressing. I always see the one thing I love, Virginia Tech football, and I see it hit new lows every day. I ain't gonna say every day, but all the time. I see this program hit new lows all the time. Like losing seasons, we never witnessed a losing season in a long time. For most of the people listening to this, they probably never seen a losing season. For the people in their teens and in their twenties, never seen a losing season in Virginia Tech. Never seen it. And then we had one in twenty eighteen, and 
same same thing with the UVA thing. It's a lot of people that never seen Virginia Tech, a lot of kids, young folks, never seen Virginia Tech lose to UVA in football. Dead, right? It's a lot of people that never seen Virginia Tech recruit in the 70s. We used to complain about Frank's recruit. Dog, Frank won't even doing this shit. 71? Behind like Tulane? Like the program hits new lows all the time. The last, the final low it would have to hit for people to really start being honest about Justin Fuente is they, we would have to lose our bowl streak. We would have to lose our bowl streak for people to finally just say, you know what, maybe this dude ain't it. It would take that. But I think right now the bowl streak is the only thing that everybody has left. It's like the only piece of pride the fan base has left is the bowl streak. It's, it's kind of sad. But um, yeah, man. I mean, I there's no need to go through the go through the class. Y'all know who is who. I ain't gotta break no news here. Everybody knows everything. It's the seventy first fucking class. It's the second worst class in Power Five football. Outside of Alec Bryant and a couple of guys at the top, most of the guys we we signed, you know, we beat out Coastal Carolina and Akron for them. Whoop the goddamn dude. And this ain't here to disrespect no kids. This ain't here to disrespect nobody that achieved their dream of getting a D1 offer. This ain't about that. This ain't about them. Because people like to take that and try to make it seem like, oh, you ain't. Nah, this ain't about them. Because if I got a D1 offer to Virginia Tech over and my other offers was Coastal Carolina and Savannah State or whoever the fuck, I'm going to Virginia Tech, period. That's the biggest name to them. So this ain't to denigrate them or talk shit about them. This is about us. Just once again, it seemed like we're moving in a direction where we're trying to be like a mid-major school. We make mid-major moves, little boy moves, and people say, and and, and people go to the money. Well, you got to start donating like how Clemson donate. Man, there's a lot of fucking it's a it's a Grand Canyon space between Clemson and Coastal Carolina. Like, all right, goddamn, like we don't we don't donate like Clemson. But goddamn, that means Tulane gets to be better than us. I just don't see the logic. There's a there's space in between there. It's not either or. Y'all get what I'm saying? Maybe y'all don't. There's a space between being Clemson and Fighting off Akron for recruits. I'm, I, I promise you there is. I don't want to ramble too much. Because I'm kind of doing this shit off the hip. But I'm just. I'm just frustrated. At. How this is like normal. This type of recruiting. This, this type of performance on the field is normal. And. It's defended. How, how can people defend this shit? Um. Uh, Everything that a head coach should be doing, in my opinion, in my non-educated opinion, because I've never been a coach before, but everything a Power 5 coach should be doing, it should be building to something. It should be building to something, right? That's kind of the whole point why we do this, right? It should be, it, there should be like some type of culmination, right? 
It don't seem like we building the shit. It seemed like everybody just wants to, okay, we going like, okay, this is the fifth season. And what we are seems like we're building to, which ain't enough for me, is to just be the best team in the coastal division of the Atlantic Coast Conference. That ain't saying shit to me. With Virginia Tech, there's we're better than that. We're better than hoping that we're better than UVA and, and Miami and UNC and Pitt and Duke. I I won't accept that. I won't accept that we're the best mediocre team. You know, we're better than that. If winning the Coastal should be a goal every year, but that should be like the fourth thing we want to do. You know, that should be fourth on the list. That should be, oh, yeah, well, duh, we want to win the Coastal, but we should be always aiming high. I think the first, I'm a, let's talk realistic. Let's talk realism. The first goal, it should be the goal every year, right? I don't give a fuck who on the team. Transfer portal takes off 37 kids. The goal every year should be 10 wins. Every year. That means I don't give a fuck who playing quarterback. I don't give a fuck who playing running back. I don't care who at receiver. I don't care what we lose to the NFL. I don't care what we lose to the transfer portal. The goal every year should be 10 wins. Every year should be 10 wins. That's just like a baseline. That's the, You know how you before you go into a club and there's like a... Cover charge. Ten ten wins should be the cover charge to get in the club. <laughs> Period. That should be the cover. Before we even start talking about your shoes, your belt buckle, your t-shirt, <laughs> two drink minimum. Before we start talking about all that, you got to pay this cover first. That should be the goal every year. One of. Then it should be being a factor in the ACC. Not... Uh, being the, the shiniest turd in the coastal and, you know, getting the wham, bam, thank you, man, from either Florida State or Clemson. And, and that as of right now with Clemson. No, we should be feeling like, no, we going into Charlotte or wherever they going to host the game in the future, and we can win it. Not just, all right, we going, but we going to get our ass kicked and, and, and pad their resume, you know, towards the uh playoffs and shit. So, 10 wins, a factor in the ACC. We should be a factor in the ACC every year. That goes hand-in-hand with the 10 wins. And then we should always feel like every couple of years, we should be putting together like a a legit New Year's Six run. Not getting to the New Year's Six on a technicality like UVA did, or like we would have did had we beat UVA. Not, you know, because somebody had to go. They had to... The ACC had to send somebody, not Clemson, to the Orange Bowl. I don't want to feel like, well, they had to send somebody. No. The the New Year's Six should want us. Like, no, not in the technicality. This is who we want here because we know they're going to bring a good team and we know they're going to bring good fans. That should be the goal for every Hokie fan. Some of these goals every year, and like I said about the New Year's Six or the playoffs, Every three or four years. I don't see it. And when you bring in the 71st class. This is your class you look to in three, four years and say. Okay. The 2020 class. They are the leaders of this team. 
But if you only got 15 kids, one a senior already, the other, you know, the, the other could contribute in in two, three years. Might might probably can't play for two years. It's disheartening. It's disheartening. Uh <laughs> to, to see to see that. But let's 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 move on to the comments. Let's move on to these comments. Um this is probably why most of y'all here anyway. Y'all already knew we had a shit class, but I had to talk about it. Justin Fuente. Justin Fuente made some comments. Um where he pretty much said when it comes when it comes when it comes to the uh the guys that entered the transfer portal, he and his staff discussed that uh players who entered the transfer portal are not allowed to return to Virginia Tech. Um it caused a shitstorm. Uh Hokie fans went myself included, went the hell off saying how in the fuck could you, Justin Fuente, you, how could Justin Fuente say some shit like this after two, three weeks ago was flirting with a job opportunity with the Baylor Bruins, Baylor Bears? What are they? Some type of bear. I think they are the, just the Bears. Whatever. You were just flirting with a job, man. And you came back and people welcomed you with open arms. But you, but... You make a you make a comment that got cleaned up later, or the full context came out. Even though you said what you said, uh, yeah, yeah. If you enter the transfer portal, basically, love don't live here no more. We ain't fucking with you like that. And then they, and then they said, uh, and then later on the comments came out. He really said we look at it on a case by case basis. What? What do you mean case by case basis? You should want all these guys back. If a kid join enters the transfer portal, you know, you should feel hurt. Oh man. It's a kid that I, I had a relationship with. We recruited him. We developed him. We you wanna leave? Why you wanna leave? You know, fans throw kids away, right? Fans throw kids away because fans it's fan is short for fanatic. We're fucking psychos. So, fans see that a kid wants to transfer, and they believe that the player should be just as, you know, bought into Virginia Tech as we are, right? Because we wear maroon every day. We go out the house every day. We're walking commercial for Virginia Tech. We love this shit. So, why the fuck don't you? You can get the fuck on. That's how fans think. Coach shouldn't think like that. Coach should understand sometimes what a kid going through. He's homesick. He's not playing, whatever, whatever. But you should still feel like, man, I, we got a relationship. I know you. I've been, I've known you since you was a tenth grader in high school. Some of these, some of these kids. Why you want to leave? So for Justin Fuente to say, look, man, you hit that portal, we ain't fucking with you. I mean, unless that's pretty much the quote. We ain't fucking with you, unless dog, it looked bad. It was it was bad. It was it, you don't say that when you have the reputation that Justin Fuente has, not with his own team, not within within the locker room. Because I don't know technically, I don't know. I gotta say that shit. 
But his reputation outside of the locker room is he's a dickhead. He has a dry personality. He's not relatable. Uh, you can argue your fucking drunk ass daddy. You can argue. You can argue with your drunk ass barber. But this is how people view him outside of Blacksburg. Whether it's true or not, he don't do a good job of making it look not true. So when you have a dry ass personality, where people don't really fuck with you like that, you you come off as somebody that's not that relatable, not that personable. And when you saying stupid ass shit about it, look, man, these motherfuckers joined the getting the transfer portal. We ain't fucking with them. And I mean, we might look at you maybe, but we ain't really fucking with nobody that's fucking with that portal. When all he had to say was, uh, wish him the best in going forward. That's all he had to say. Wish him the best going forward. He not lying. That ain't a lie. It's the truth. I wish him the best going forward. But but we're moving but we're moving forward. If you know. That's it. That's it. So people that want to argue with ESPN or try to denigrate, you know, disrespect ESPN and disrespect Bleach Report and disrespect all these, you know, national college people that ran with that headline. Talking about you didn't get the whole quote. Don't, doesn't matter. We are in a clickbait quote. All we all you needed is a quote. Did he not say it? It's bad. And I just seems like every time this man has an opportunity to put on a positive look for the program, he fucks it up. Every time. Every time this man got... Oh, oh, sometimes he has layups. Layups. All he got to do is put on a smile and proudly rep that maroon. And he just cannot do it. Part of being a college football coach is like it's like being a president or being a mayor or a governor. You got to be a politician. Sometimes you got to shake hands and kiss babies. That's part of the job. And the motherfucker just don't get it. Like he can't get he just can't get that part right. And he always fucks it up. So here we are again in the news for some bullshit. On in the headlines, in the ESPN headlines, getting talked about on Get Up, not because oh man, Justin Fuente is a great guy. You already said he said he loves his kids and he cries because they got into the transfer portal. No, he on ESPN because of some bullshit, getting called a hypocrite. You know, twenty four seven sports. All these people looking at this dude like he a fucking goofy. Like, dog, do you not get it? Why don't you get it? Why is your comments being posted next to Randy Etzel's? Come on, man. You don't want to be next to Randy Etzel in anything. But like I said yesterday on Twitter, I said, shit, we closer to UConn than Clemson anyway. That's how you want to run your shit? Like UConn? Tuh. It's goofy, man. Y'all know why I stand on this, man. Yeah, I listen. People people tweet at me and say you're just anti Fuente. Yeah. At this point, yes. Yes. I am not a Fuente supporter. No. So, I don't know why people tweet tweet me this like they're exposing me. 
or they're uh, revealing something about my character that people didn't know, I do not want him as Virginia Tech's football coach. I don't dislike him as a person. Um, what he does off the field is his business. You know, who he prays to is his business. Who he votes for is his business. Who he lays in his bed with is his business. I don't care about none of that shit. What I care about is bro not that relatable and personable and the lifeblood of college football is recruiting. I don't give a fuck how good your X's and O's is. This ain't the NFL. If you want to just be X's and O's and sit in a film room for 13 hours and not have to talk to people, then you need to go work for the Redskins and evaluate film. Bro crazy, man. I thought this would be like a therapy session, but now I'm even like mad or talking about it, man. <laughs> That's it for Don V Fridays. Um, is there any announcements? I did. There, there is no announcements. Um, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna try to stay active during these months. I'm gonna try to stay active during the bleeding up to the spring game, and uh, we don't get much access for spring football because of dickhead. But um, if it's any news and notes that I can talk about on Don V Fridays, I will. If there's anything, any other transfers, injuries, attrition suffered by the team, I'll be on. I'll be on to discuss it. Uh, same thing with the live streams. Live streams. Anything happens. Uh, Justin Fuente makes any more stupid ass comments. I'll cover it. Um. But like I said, and it ain't just me. It ain't just me covering things. You got many, many different outlets covering Virginia Tech sports. It ain't just me. You got Two Deep. You got Sons of Saturday. You got Exit Light Podcast. You got, I think that's everybody that's active. Oh, I oh you got too many drift fields. Like you got people covering this shit. But I don't know, man. Sometimes people want a real nigga talking about this shit. You know how that go. That's it, man. Y'all enjoy y'all weekend, man. If you listen to this on Apple and you ain't give me five stars, pull up for the fade. I want it. I want five minutes of your time. That's all I need. Because you've been listening. Some of y'all have been listening to my shit for two years, two and a half years. You can't give a man five stars and this ain't cost you nothing. Pull up for the fade. <laughs> I'm playing, man. Uh, that's it, man. God bless.